0: You are listening to the Unapologetically Gitty Podcast, and this is your host, Gitty Cats. Today's podcast is going to be an interesting one, and it is going to be about buying your own home. Why am I talking about this? Because I think it's a really interesting subject that a lot of people have really strong opinions on. Owning your own home is Something that I'd like to compare to big life decisions, such as having children, getting married, different things like that, that aren't for everyone. For some people, they never will be because everyone's so different. For many people, purchasing their own home and owning their own home is equivalent to the fulfillment of the American dream, in quotes, because You know that that's not actually a thing, but for other people, it's something that they don't want to do at all, and they aren't completely uninterested. They'd rather rent or live in the wilderness or travel the world instead of owning property. So let me give you a little bit of background on us and our situation, because we actually do own a home in the city. But let me give you a little background. So my parents owned their home and I watched them go through a lot of struggles with that. Their first home was attached to a ambulance garage and that was rented, so they were renting from them. And they lived across the street from the fire department. They also owned a house back when we lived in Indiana which was great. I remember that first home fondly. And then they sold it and they moved to New York City and rented this house attached to the ambulance garage. And then when I was in the end of elementary school, going into high school, they bought their first house in New York City. And I watched them go through a lot of struggles because honestly it was... Maybe not the best financial decision at that time with the way everything was structured, not because they couldn't buy a house, just because of the way the mortgage was structured and all these different things. Anyways, now things are a little bit better with that house situation, which is good. But my point is, I didn't really watch a lot of financial structure and home ownership in my time. So I didn't have a lot of example of that or really have a excitement towards owning my own house my husband on the other hand isaac actually was raised in a completely different mentality and his dad owned his house pretty early on i'm pretty certain that his grandfather did as well and that you know it they were all in real estate for a long time so it was kind of something they put a lot of emphasis on and made a priority and all of his siblings did the same and so ironically his brother owned a house across the street from his parents and his sister still lives about a house down from his parents as well his brother sold their house the past couple of years and moved out closer to where we live which is interesting but still pretty funny how they all ended up on the same block and i remember when we went to go purchase this house, it was pretty funny. I don't know if they were joking, but they asked me, and they asked us, I should say, if they should look for a house on their block, since everyone lives on their block. And, you know, would we like to join that uh, legacy? And we were like, no thanks. No thanks. That's okay. We'll look in the area that we're looking for. <laughs> but it was pretty funny. So, Isaac was raised with this love of the idea of, of buying your own house at a pretty young age. So all of his siblings bought their houses when they were pretty young and his dad also bought their house when they were pretty young I believe unless I'm making a mistake on that I have to definitely check my facts but I know that it was at least something that was important to him and something that he always taught his children to be smart with their money and that they should always save and try to work towards investing in a house as soon as possible. So his idea is that you should buy a home at a young age and invest in a home and that it's a good thing to own a home just based on real estate and all of his business knowledge. And he's a smart guy my father-in-law is a smart guy and I do trust a lot of his business advice when it comes to this kind of thing. And he did raise my husband with a pretty great business mind as well, where he's very smart with the way he spends his money and the way he saves his money and the way he thinks about money, which is fantastic because I didn't come into the relationship with that at all. So I learned a lot going in and I learned to love the idea of buying a house. But I like I said, owning your own home is not for everybody and it's not something that everybody can do. So let's talk about for a second how it is possible to do it at a young age. For us personally, we knew that it would mean saving a lot of money and it would mean that we wouldn't be able to do some of the things maybe that we wanted to where we wouldn't have as many of the luxuries we wanted to at the start of our marriage and building our home and all of that because we were going to be setting aside a lot of money towards this big goal because this is what we wanted. We, we had both agreed that we wanted to buy a house as soon as possible. Now, when I moved to the city and married my husband, we lived in a tiny apartment. And when I talk about a tiny apartment, I mean we lived in the tiniest corner of someone else's home. It was in their basement in the far right corner. And we were like literally in a tiny room that was split into about one, two, three, four rooms because you had a bathroom, you had a kitchen, which had like a little area to eat in. You had a washer dryer that was stacked in the corner of the kitchen, actually. And then our bedroom, which had a small closet and another small bedroom for, you know, let's say guests or children if you had them, and then a bathroom. And inside the kitchen as well, we had a small coat closet. So that was literally the gist of the entire place. And looking back on that or looking at pictures of that, I still can't even believe that I lived there because it's just so unimaginable. But we made do and we were fine. We survived just fine. We made sure to get out a lot because it was a basement apartment and it had, you know, just those smaller windows. And if you didn't get out, you could kind of get like depressed and stuck a little bit because you needed more sunlight, basically. And there wasn't a lot of natural sunlight coming in from those small windows, being that it was in someone's basement. And also, we had amazing landlords. We were very lucky with that. We really, truly did. When we called them, they would, you know, solve issues. They were into things. We didn't have the best heat situation. They didn't take care of it properly, to be honest. We had to get space heaters to keep warm in the winter, but we survived. Like I said, that is renting life. There's definitely going to be little small things that you're going to be, you know, annoyed about, like maybe the fact that their kid used to play keyboard upstairs and it was like right above my Bedroom, So no matter what, I always heard it, it was like I was at a special occasion every night. And (laughs) that's something I definitely remember, but don't fault them for. And of course, I have no hard feelings, but it's still, there are great memories to look back on of renting and what it was like. And also, we only rented one apartment in the entire time that we did not own a house. So between the time of living in the city together, we rented one apartment and then moved straight to this house. So we lived at that apartment for five years and we had our first son there as well. When he was born, he went home to that house with us and he grew up there and he lived there till he was five, till we moved into this house. And he doesn't even remember that old apartment. When we look at old pictures, he says, wow, we lived here. Or sometimes when we drive through the old neighborhood, I'll show him and I'll say, we lived around here, wow, that's so cool, and stuff like that. But he doesn't really remember it. And I think that that is something that's interesting as well with the psychology of it all, is that your kids, if you are raising them in an apartment or you move them out somewhere, they will remember wherever you put them and maybe they take it for granted. You know, I always remind him that we lived in an apartment. I remind both of my children that we, we lived in an apartment and then we saved money to move to a this this house that we live in right now. And it's important to teach our kids this because this is what's going to instill in them that choice later on when they're ready to buy their own houses, which I can't even imagine because that's it just sounds ridiculous, but it'll come sooner than I think, I'm sure. But at the same time it's important to instill that in them so that when they get to that point and they're ready to go buy their own homes they too have that choice and they know the ups and downs the pros and cons they see it from the point of view of what their parents are putting an emphasis on just like Isaac's parents did and just like I you know received different ideas and information from watching my parents with their home so Anyways, what exactly am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you that moving into that apartment, we knew initially that we were going to have to make some sacrifices in order to be able to buy a home in the future whenever that was going to be. We didn't have a set goal of when it was going to be. We didn't have like a a date of when it had to be either, but we just knew that we wanted it to happen. And we made a plan to try our best to work towards saving the money and to be careful with our spending. So we were very, very careful. And sometimes it caused friction because for me, I wasn't used to that. I wasn't used to that idea of saving, saving, saving. But looking back on it, first of all, I'm grateful that I did. And I'm grateful that I didn't do those short-term things that made me happy for a second and now have this long-term thing that I've invested in because of it. But also looking back on it, I realized that it was a far better decision to do and that it worked out really well. And it wasn't like we had intense friction all the time. It was something we agreed on, but there were small situations where I wanted to maybe buy something or go out somewhere. And it was not possible because we knew we had this certain budget set aside of what we wanted to put aside every month. So, it would make me a little unsure of the plan for a minute, but at the same time, we were all in on this plan together. So, like I said, we weren't arguing every day, it was just that we didn't completely plan it out penny to the penny, let's just put it that way. So, how did we afford our house? Well, first of all, we rented a very tiny apartment, like I mentioned earlier, and we paid very low rent. And... That is because when we moved in, the rent was very low. I think it was only at the four-year mark that they raised us a little bit and we negotiated with them so it wasn't even that much. And so therefore, because we had such a low rent, we were able to save a lot more. Now, I also always remember this, and this is something that stuck out to me, is that we used to write our rent checks straight to our landlord's mortgage company. We were paying their mortgage. And it stuck out to me that I was paying someone else's mortgage. And I kept thinking to myself, if I'm paying someone else's mortgage, shouldn't I be paying my own mortgage? So for five years, we paid someone else's mortgage so that we could then pay our own mortgage. So that was the number one thing was we found an apartment that had a very low rent, and we made sacrifices where that was concerned, where I had a lot of friends who had very large apartments with a lot of fancy ins and outs and things, and did I look at it and think it was cool? Probably, but I was also happy that I had made this choice because it was worth it to me, especially at a time that I didn't have children, or I didn't have more than one child at the time. So it just made sense for the space that it just worked. It didn't really matter that much. And so that was the first thing. The second thing was the sacrifices we made where lifestyle is concerned because we did have a lot of friends who were hanging out a lot and doing what young unmarried or newly married people typically do when they aren't working towards a huge financial goal like we were. So... Keep in mind the fact that I was 18 years old when we got married. So I was 23 years old when we bought our first house. And Isaac is four years older than me. So he was 27 years old. I'm terrible at math, so if I messed that up, I apologize. I literally counted that on my fingers. But anyways, the point is, he was very young as I was very young when we got married. I was 18. He was 22. And we were both very young when we purchased our first house as well. And I think a lot of people were shocked by this idea that we actually wanted to buy our own home as well. And when we got invited out to fancy restaurants and away for hotel weekends and things like that, and we turned people down, we used to get a lot of comments like oh are you saving for your house like why not just have a good time and all that kind of thing because people didn't understand it and now looking back on that I'm really glad that I didn't listen to the comments or let them affect us and just moved forward anyways. Ironically most of those people who we were friends with at the time don't currently own their own houses and I don't say that In spite, I don't know what their situations are or if they ever wanted to buy a house. Because like I said earlier, there are loads of people who actually enjoy renting and choose to rent over buying a home of their own. So it could be that that's the case. So like I said, not out of spite, I'm just mentioning it because it's ironic that we were being made fun of, but here we are, own our own house that we love. So it worked out well. Now, that meant, though, that we did need to sacrifice. Did we never enjoy ourselves? No, we did go out to eat at restaurants for birthdays, and we did a lot of special things. We went to hotels for the weekends and did lots of fun things. We went to Puerto Rico for our honeymoon. We certainly still enjoyed our life. We just made small sacrifices and chose very carefully when it came to shopping at the mall or going out, or whatever it might have been. Once we had saved up a good amount of money, an amount that we felt would be doable where house hunting was concerned, we made the decision of where we wanted to live. And we had actually had this neighborhood in mind for a long time just because we liked the neighborhood. We knew a couple of people out there. Isaac had lived out there for a while, like on weekends before he met me even. So we knew the neighborhood. We liked it out here and we decided that that was going to be the place we searched first. Now, if we hadn't found a house that we really liked, we probably would have ended up somewhere else, but this is just a situation that happened. So how did we hunt for houses? Well, we pretty much got the local papers, looked up which houses were for sale, and then we would spend every single Sunday for weeks and weeks and weeks and months searching and looking at houses and going to open houses. That was the only way that we were actually going to find the one. And we looked at a lot of houses and we looked at a lot of houses that were not a good fit and we didn't give up because if we had, we wouldn't have found this gem of our home that we have now. So, and it's pretty interesting the way we did discover this home because it wasn't even for sale. It wasn't even listed on the listings online, it wasn't listed in the paper, and it didn't even have a for sale sign outside. But what happened was we actually were on the block and looking at another house that was definitely not going to be the one. It was very clear immediately walking in that it was not the one, but we talked to the neighbors because we're just super friendly like that. And he mentioned that he had spoken to a neighbor recently who mentioned that he was probably about to list his house and move out. And so we actually walked right over to their house, knocked on their door, and asked them if they were selling their house. And they said, yes, they actually were probably going to sell their house and that we should call them next week and that they'd show it to us and all of this stuff. And so we set it up. We looked at the house. It was perfect. It was literally perfect. We couldn't believe it. We were shocked because it was such a great find. The price was perfect, and there was some fixes that needed to be made. We had to have a vision going in for what we were going to need to do, but everything was pretty perfect. The way it worked out was definitely divine intervention, I would say, and that's just my opinion. So we've now lived in this house for about five years, and I would say that it is still a pretty perfect home for us. Will we ever move out? Probably. We do have bigger goals. We will always have bigger goals of where we want to live and all of that. But we still do love this house and it still does have a special place in our hearts. So that is the story of our home buying experience and why we wanted to buy our house and how we bought our house and where our psychologies and mentalities came from of why we ever even wanted to buy our house in the first place, how we managed to pull it off and all of that. And next week, in next week's podcast, I will talk about the pros and cons of buying a home because even though I personally own my home, I'm not going to be naive enough to say that there aren't any cons. Owning my own home, I can see the cons even more perfectly, even more clearly, and tell you that there are things that I dislike about it, in fact, that I will lay out for you. So, we will go over all of that in next week's podcast and I look forward to doing that. And now I just want to thank all of you listeners who tuned in to the Unapologetically Gitty podcast today and I will be back with another one next week so stay tuned. And if you found value in any of this please do share with your friends on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe so you don't miss any of my podcasts in the future.